Hey, welcome back to Action Action, episode 136. This week on the podcast, we watch Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we try not to sound too excited. Do I not sound excited? It's <laughs> not the word I would use. All right, I'll do it again. Hey guys, welcome back to Action Action, the podcast that watches all the action movies and they go up on our list. This week on the podcast, we watched Kung Fu Hustle. We now sh- I need you to go for that middle ground. We sure did. <laughs> Somewhere between. I don't have them. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to Action Action, the podcast that watches all the action movies. This week, episode 136, we watched Kung Fu Hustle. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, I'm John. James, Dustin. Hey. <laughs> Hello. Hey, guys. Hey. I like, so, I like your intros. My intros or James's? Well, both. But I always just like James's way that he introduces himself. Uh, well, as not James just do all the intros from now it's on? Like a, it's like a pause, and then he's like, hey. <laughs> like, hey, guys. Uh, Hi. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Hi. How, how are you guys? Yeah. So, it's been a week since we saw each other. Yeah. I saw that James was well, at my no. house yesterday. James well, fixed my. It's more than a week for me because last week we recorded via Skype. Oh, uh, I felt like you were here. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> my presence is always lingering. James fixed my dishwasher yesterday. Yeah, it was a Such pretty a handy guy. Pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. My kids really respect him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how do they feel about you? Uh, I mean, I think they like me. I don't think they respect me as far as like my ability to do anything. Okay. Well, I'm like, hey, go get your dad. And they're like, that guy that sleeps here? <laughs> yeah. You mean John? <laughs> you mean John? You want me to get John? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I'm not good at fixing things like dishwashers. I hear you. I'm not good at that shit either. Uh, I can give you a movie recommendation. Oh, yeah? Not you, but I mean like. Like in general. In general. But I can't yeah, fix your dishwasher. Actually, you've given me a few good movie recommendations. What's the last recommendation they gave trade you? Off. Um, Uncut Gem. Oh, so, that's a good gems? movie. Gems? That's a good movie. Yeah. That's a good movie. That's one, a yeah. lot of yeah. fucks in that movie. I mean, it's not like your typical Adam Sandler that you like to get down with. No, yeah. Uh, so I was disappointed in that <laughs> aspect. But. You know what would have made that movie better? Rob Schneider. Oh yeah, he should have popped yes. up in just like one scene and been like, "You, you can, can do, do it!" it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's sure. my Miata. <laughs> I don't even know what that's from, James. Benchwarmers. No, never seen Benchwarmers. Bench Wait, Adam Sandler's in Benchwarmers? No, it's Rob the, Schneider is. <laughs> oh fucking Dustin, you're laughing. I bet you you've watched Benchwarmers. I don't think I have, but I know it's like David Spade. It's like all the people that would be in an Adam yeah, Sandler movie, yeah. uh, but not Adam Sandler. James, hate. what's his name? Sir? Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, he's in it. Yeah, no, oh, and it's like they're playing oh, baseball. Yeah, and, Jesus. And then his bat flies into the coach's windshield of his Miata. He's like, that's my Miata. <laughs> that's my Miata. <laughs> sounds great. Yeah, sounds like a really good movie, man. Sounds like a what sharp are, script. Speaking of uncut what about, gems, sounds about, like a hidden gem. What about Grandma's Boy? Okay, Grandma's Boy. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> I legit, Grandma, don't come in here. <laughs> I did legit like Grandma's Boy when I watched it, but he's not in that either, I don't think. No, it's, no. it's that one weird guy that's in all his friend of his that's in a bunch of his movies that isn't really an actor. I can't. I don't know his name. Um, yeah, yeah, cool. 
Let's talk about some more Sandler joints. That was great. Thanks. Anyway, did you watch anything good this week, James? Uh, yeah, Gemini Man. Oh yeah, with Will Smith. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's How like two. That? No, there's three. There's three Will Smiths in it. Right. Um, surprise, third one at the end. Surprise, third one. So spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler. <laughs> um, how was that? It was not bad until they almost tried to do too much with this whole facial stuff, and it just got really choppy and like the graphics were pretty horrible. Yeah, well, it's in that weird frame rate um, where. Uh, for some reason, like Ang Lee and Peter Jackson are obsessed with shooting movies in this weird frame rate that like our eyes have a real hard time like adjusting to and everything looks kind of fucking weird and surreal in a way. Yeah. Yeah. 120 frames per second. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, supposed to be normally it's 24. The standard movie is shot at 24 frames per second, but Lee made his latest movie, Gemini Man, an extremely sharp and ultra realistic high frame rate of 120 frames per second. Yeah, now the thing is apparently you're supposed to you can only watch it like in IMAX like with a certain size screen in order for it to look the way that it's supposed to look. So and if you watch point? it in any other way, it, in, it won't look like it's it supposed to. Sounds incredibly fucking relatable. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. It's like oh, when you know, you see all these talented filmmakers and they kind of become obsessed more with like the technology and what they can do with it rather than like Making a good yeah. fucking movie, like how uh, yeah, like what's Zemeckis, Michael Bay in his Blu-ray, <laughs> Michael Bay in his Blu-ray. Wait, what? Yeah, there was a whole thing where he's like, what? What was the thing against Blu-ray at the time? Oh, I think HD was supposed to be uh, technically supposed to be better, but they went with Blu-ray because you, yeah, porn or no, it was because video games this time for the first time porn was, porn lost. Yeah, porn lost this time. But it's like how fucking um, Christopher Nolan's willing to like just kill people so that Tenet can f- come out in the theater. <laughs> he loves film, man. Like he is he willing loves it a lot. The guy's willing Can't to straight up guy. just like fucking some people just got to go. Tenet has to be seen Tenet on the big screen. deserves to be seen. And <laughs> if it's that good, then just fucking park it for a couple of years. Yeah. No, it has to come out this summer. You can't. I mean, it's locked and loaded. <laughs> you can't just stop pre- Motion. The movie's gonna lose a billion. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? You've heard, you've heard about like edging, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> what is it. this edge? <laughs> what is this edge you talk of? Come right up to the edge, and you don't, you know, go. Never mind. <laughs> Get screaming eagled. <laughs> this is his work persona coming out. <laughs> what? This is oh, p- me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is my work persona. This is Paul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Gemini Man, not no no Gem- good. Um, yeah, yeah. I would say I, was, I wanted to maybe do it on the show, but I would say if you like that, uh, what's that other Will Smith with his son After Earth? After Earth. So yeah. if you like that movie, you probably like Gemini. <laughs> oh Man. God, did anyone like that movie? That I bet pe- you people like that oh, movie. That was a bad one. I I have a, th- a same I have a logic about film the same as I have about music, which is that every song is somebody's favorite song. There's some psycho out there yeah, somebody that really it. loves, like, I don't know, if I had a million dollars. Or that Kung Fu fucking song from <laughs> Bare Naked Ladies about chicken. <laughs> right? So that means that uh-huh. somebody out there has, like, 
That's like Dustin's guilty pleasure, I would think. Oh, that, that song? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How did you know that? <laughs> that yeah. I can see Dustin just like both oh, hands on the shit. steering wheel, just tapping his like index fingers on the on the steering wheel. And he's just like, I just like the way it sounds. It's just, it's just yeah. a fun sound. It's just an earworm. Just gets my body moving. Uh, yeah. So I bet you there's somebody out there who is like, that's their favorite movie. Like somebody's like bench warmers is my favorite movie. <laughs> yeah, there's some there's Yeah. There's that gotta be, right? That led them into grown ups. Right? <laughs> that was the doorway. Yeah. To better things like grown ups. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the natural progression of things. It's somebody's evolution. like Shaquille O'Neal is my favorite actor. <laughs> Well, yeah. Have you seen what is it? Shazam. Kazam. Kazam. Oh, it's in Grown Ups. Steel. He's in Grown Ups. <laughs> is I think. he? Yeah, he's like a cop. I think. Really? I think so. I've. Uh, oh, so I've, you're just gonna skip right over the classics that he started? in. <laughs> uh, yeah, or his rap album. He's a pretty good rapper. Have you listened to him? He's multifaceted. No, I the, the I I remember when I was working. Uh, still at the trust place, um, I listened to this like book on tape. Were you there for that, James? I don't know. There's this book on tape, this like tell all book from like this uh this woman who like slept her way through like hip hop's biggest stars. And we were listening to it, me and some and uh she talks about sleeping with Shaq and how he would like he slept on like multiple mat he would like sweat through mattresses. I remember I remember you telling me this yeah. years ago. Man, it's a pretty impactful thing. And he stuck with you, right? Sweat through mattresses. You tall freak. Wow. Stays with a guy. Yeah. You hear something like that, it <laughs> sticks with you. Did you watch anything other than Gemini, man? Uh, yeah, I watched all the uh, Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, yeah, the oh, new, you watched the new all ones. Of them? I watched all of them. I've yeah. only watched two of them. The new Netflix ones. Um, some of them are definitely better than others. Are there any like vampire or ghost ones? There's an alien one. There's an alien one. Ugh. I heard it was a good Aliens one. Yeah, it was pretty good. Aliens are so fucking Jean, boring. She watched them all already. Oh, she did? <laughs> yeah. I felt like some of them were just like, well, this is just America. This is just like it's some America. This is just some murder in America. Like, this is standard. Oh, yeah. I started listening to this new podcast called like Park Hunters or something like that. It's all about like people getting murdered in fucking parks in America, like national parks. Oh, wow. This guy like killed and decapitated like a whole bunch of people and it's like man this guy decapitated a lot of people in a short amount of time like how, it, the fact that that's not news <laughs> like they're like yeah i mean we got the head decapitator guy but you know yeah. let's go with something it's else like 2000, <laughs> yeah 2007 like three or four people get fucking decapitated you'd think like that's national news right it's yeah like, no it's a blip it's nothing it's a good, it's a good world. It's because of the lamestream media. Why will the lamestream <laughs> media talk about it? Probably I, a Democrat. That's know. why. That's probably true. Probably a goddamn Democrat. <laughs> you voted for Obama. That's why they didn't. Thanks, cover Obama, it. for giving us this fucking serial killer who cuts people's heads off in national parks. <laughs> yeah. So unsolved mysteries. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, what? <laughs> the first one is kind of interesting. Enthusiastic. Yeah, I mean, there are some interesting ones. There's one about this uh, French guy. Oh, I stopped watching. <laughs> it. I hold like, on, I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm sucked uh, in. Are you, there? are you there? I'm in. So there's a, a French guy. So get this, a French guy in France. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hold go, your, okay. go on. Hold your horses. 
He's in France? He's in France. Oh, fuck. And he's French. He's also a count. Okay. Like a like a blah blah count? Like, or yeah. like Yeah, like a count of Monte Cristo. Actually Cristo. now I'm thinking about like what's the other kind of count? There isn't another one. So <laughs> um, just the one. Yeah, so he they seem like a perfectly fine family. Like he, he has a wife, he has uh four kids. Uh, Wait a second. This sounds familiar. All <laughs> all sounds good, and then all of a sudden one day it's just like everything goes quiet at his house. Everyone gets this mysterious letter sent to them saying like he's gone to the states under CIA protection or some bullshit. Ends up finding all his family bodies buried underneath the terrace. Back. Yeah. And so he just and killed them all and moved to America. No, it's it's pretty fucked up shit. Well, tell us. No, 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 no. He's just he's no. just getting the interest. No, know. you need to watch it. I don't want to. He's it, putting the hook it, out there. No, it's is it subtitles? Yeah, no, so. I'm, I'm not in front. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like this movie that we watched. <laughs> uh, I know. No, no. <laughs> I watched the first one. It does was, it have the classic music? That's all I it, need to know. It does, kinda. It does kind of have it. Kinda. It's yeah. not the same. I wish they had a got a guy. Robert. I wish they had a got a guy. <laughs> a Robert Stack impersonator. Yeah. Well, I mean, Ge- Geico was able to do it with their commercial. They had a commercial. That was like a parody of Unsolved Mysteries. With Robert Stack? No, with a guy that kind of played that oh, character. Oh, you think fucking, you think that Unsolved Mysteries is a joke? Yes. It's a parody? Yes. I don't know. Well, apparently we have different, that's disgusting. All right. I watched three documentaries this last week. All right. I watched this one called Rewind This, which I actually posted about on our Instagram. Right. It's like a documentary about the history of VHS, VHS and like also following people now who still collect VHS uh, like John <laughs> like like John well, there are boxes more of, a little more obsessive than John but are boxes behind you of VHS tapes right uh, right now I'm looking at Lawrence of Arabia Gone with the Wind the Godfather <laughs> the Blair Witch Project <laughs> oh the Blair Witch Project too these are people looking for like the hard to find shit yeah. mostly but uh, the stuff that didn't make the transition yeah so that was really fun movie to watch for me uh and just remembering video stores and all that kind of stuff yeah uh but then i watched this documentary called don't you forget about me which was about these don't you um four idiotic me. filmmakers who decided that they're going to drive to um what's this fact sorry hold on a second john yeah john hughes yeah they're gonna drive to his house because he stopped making movies like he hadn't made a movie in like 15 years and so they decided they're going to drive to his house and interview him and tell them why he should like make movies again. Right. Um, it, it was really bad. I mean, there's some good bits where they interview people that were like in his movies, like Alan Ruck was in Ferris Bueller's day off and they interview like uh, a couple of cat, like Judd, Judd Nelson, a couple of people from the breakfast club and stuff. And those little interviews are fine. But then the parts were over the parts where it shows these people who are making this movie they're so irritating and just like so dumb and just like the the, the thing is so n- like ill-conceived like they haven't thought it out at all yeah and they go and they like get there and they get to his house and he won't come to the door and like because he's you know being having a private life that yeah he's exactly stepped away from everything 
uh and they send a they send their like what the stuff they have for their movie to him with a letter because he wouldn't come to the door and then they get it just sent back to them <laughs> like it just comes and that's the movie and that's the end of the movie is like that's they it didn't succeed in their goal and so then the whole thing is just like a you know people talking about how great john hughes is which is fine because john hughes is great and then of course john hughes died like not long after they had made the movie yeah. so anyway it's just so bad it's just like it's just like a bad stunt that didn't work out and put it somehow. That's like, like a YouTube video. Yeah. Um, and then the last one I watched was uh, 30 Years of Garbage, the Garbage Pail Kids story. <laughs> oh, that would be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it because I was obsessed with Garbage Pail Kids when right. I was uh, a, little, a little guy. So, yeah. So uh, it was very interesting to me. And t- it goes through the whole process of how they came up with it and... Uh, all the artists that worked on them and all this stuff. and Yeah. A lot of who were like famous, well not famous, but like well known for their work in underground comics and stuff. Do they still put out Garbage Pail Kids? They do. They had stopped. There was like a 10 or 15 year gap where they didn't put any out and then they started putting them out again. But th- they're very like soft around the edges now compared oh, to what I they see. used to be like. And there's a lot of like tie-ins, like ones that are spoofing specific people actors or politicians or whatever and stuff like that where the old ones were like man you just couldn't get away with it now like it's like kids getting (laughs) mutilated and well they're dolls but they're getting you know mutilated or they're i don't know puking all over shit or smoking cigarettes or whatever all kinds of stuff yeah um and yeah yeah, i was never big into garbage pail kids Oh, they're fucking gross. Um, they're ugly. They're the ugliest fucking thing I've ever. They're just so gross. Like, they're, they're great. What are you talking about? They look I like mean, cabbage patch kids. I can. Or appre- actually, they did to a point. And I can appreciate sued. it yeah. now. I can. But as a kid, I was not. I was never really interested in it. Yeah, I mean, they were kind of. They would have been already sort of done by the time you were old enough to be interested in them anyway. Like you probably saw people saw them around. Yeah, I saw them around. But, but. I think they had stopped making them already by then. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so anyway, I enjoyed that. I have nothing. Oh. Uh, I don't think I watched anything. Did you watch Perry Mason, the new... Oh, fuck yeah, I watched Perry Mason. That's It's a good getting point. better. It, yeah. I really... I still haven't tried it. I really, really love this show. Like, I love this show so much. Um, I don't know if it's as good as I think it is, because... I'm such a sucker. I think I sent James a text. Like I'm such a sucker for like the the way it's shot. And it's ticking a lot of boxes for you. Yeah, and the architecture and how it just uses like Los Angeles like architecture, and it's just so it's so good. And it's like it's, it's, it's they swear and there's <laughs> sex and there's See, violence. But I'm not, I wouldn't have told you that that's what I wanted out of a Perry Mason it's remake. What, but it's what I turns out I did want. It's just what it's just like things I like. I think mm-hmm. what they're doing by going that direction, by not really being anything like the original Perry Mason. Why even call it Perry Mason? Well, that, okay, so that, but that gets into a larger thing, which I totally agree with you, which is like, why not just have a new thing? Yeah. I, I totally agree. But I think that people are still, like, whoever makes the decisions about what gets put on TV and what gets, what movies get made still is like, I can't sell this attached to like an old name. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, and, and that's fucking dumb. Like it's I, HBO though. Usually they're, usually they're not too concerned about things like that. Maybe, but it's like, it's, I mean, it's kind of a hard sell. Like a 1940s, 
no, not even 1940s. It's like 1930s. Yeah. It's after the First World War. Yeah. But I don't think the Second World War has happened yet. I don't think the Second World War has happened. Silent film era. Okay. Um, So, you know, it's old. Uh, and it's like, uh, I don't know, a detect like a, like a hard-boiled detective show. I mean, like... Right, which, sure, I'm, I'm interested. Very anti-cop. Very anti, like... Yeah. Very anti, like, system. Yeah. Talking about, like, how the studio system is completely corrupt. And, like, oh, what, okay. what they're really like. And I'm listening to another podcast um, about a murder in Hollywood in, like, the 1920s. And it's the same thing. It's just, like, the people who run the studios are fucking such criminals. Like, they're the worst. Yeah, like, everyone's corrupt. They're horrible human <laughs> beings. Like, there's just bad people everywhere. What? Um, <laughs> yeah, so, anyway, it's, it's pretty good. I really like it. Okay, well, I'm a little more interested now hearing you guys uh, talk about yeah. it. Yeah, I think you should watch it. I would watch it just because it's... It's good. Like it's it's definitely not like to turn off, and it's a mystery. Mysteries are always fun. Yeah, I think the first two episodes, I was kind of like, uh, I don't know about this, and then the, yeah. the third one, I'm I'm like, now you're in. okay, now I'm in. Okay. Yeah, everything's right. getting a little bit deeper right now. Like they're kind of delving into a little. There's more layers than you expected, and you know, there's yeah. this corruption, and but then there's also like people making deals. It's yeah, it's good, and he seems to be like this. Uh, he's he's a very like. Not, I wouldn't say he's a pure character in any sense, but he's a very, he's a man who lives by a very specific, his code. Right. And like, he's an honorable, he's an honorable person who's done horrible things, but for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's paid the price for that. Um, so yeah, it's really good. Uh, I watched Caught Up on Alone. Oh, right. Oh, alone. yeah. 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 I'll tell you, buddy. <laughs> Be careful what happens when you eat a squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> so many people have been taken out by eating a squirrel. Mm-hmm. So just think about that when you're on alone. Uh, I don't think I could ever do that. And I mean, like for a day, like, <laughs> like these people don't eat for like, they barely eat for like 20 days. Yeah. I seriously, I miss like lunch and I'm a total bitch. <laughs> I'm such a diva. <laughs> I miss lunch and I'm just like fucking yelling at people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Snappy. Mm-hmm. Just I get you. A, just a <laughs> nasty little bitch. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't, I don't care for going without a meal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we all like our meals, all right? <laughs> oh god. Well, let's talk about this fucking movie. All right. Well, we're gonna skip the trailer because. It's, I'm going to be honest The trailer I watch Doesn't really Do the movie justice And this happens a lot When we watch Like Often Kung fu movies Or foreign films Like it doesn't really Translate that well Yeah It, is, it does seem to be harder To find a, a trailer That'll Play on our show Yeah easily. so If you haven't seen Kung Fu Hustle It's a 2004 uh, Action comedy movie um, Starring And directed by uh, Stephen Chow uh, so I'll read the synopsis here. Uh, an aspiring gangster pretends to be part of a notorious gang and tries to terrorize a neighborhood. However, unknown to him, three martial art experts live there and are ready to take him down. Which I don't think is the best explanation of the film, but no. it's the one that we have. Uh, it kind of neg- doesn't talk about the Axe Gang, which is pretty goddamn important. Yeah, um, It's a fun movie. It's a, a movie that I picked... 
because I remember it being not a huge huge hit, but I remember the buzz around it being that it was surprisingly good because it look it looks goofy when you watch like when you. <laughs> It's a goofy film. I think it was pretty successful, though. Yeah, I mean, I imagine it, it was successful. Well, its box office was a hundred and two million dollars, so that's pretty successful. Yeah. Yeah. On Wait, a is that twenty million dollar budget? I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> that's not your, your business. Bro. Well, your business. U.S. It was seventeen million. Yeah. Okay, but it would have made bank overseas. I'm sure China. Korea, like all the, and, you know, different Asian markets, it would have been really big. Do you, yeah. I have a question about that? I don't think you guys know the answer, but like, do do Chinese movies do well in other countries? Yeah, I think some of them do because, like, I don't know, Japan, know, Japanese, know, like, Japanese people like Chinese movies. Uh, sometimes I, I, don't I, I don't think it's uh, for sure they do. I think they're it's a case by case basis, but but I mean, like, there's a lot of I don't know. I don't know if they like each other, man. No, there's all kinds of complicated stuff there, but um, Why don't you get I think it? there's Explain. also, you know, there's also Japanese movies that are successful in China as well. So, <laughs> yeah, there is. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, did we did we see this together, John, when it came out? I remember watching I think, it. I feel it like we out. did. Uh, I don't think I saw it in the theater, though. I think. I do not see it in the theater. Yeah. Um, oh. Look. Our, our our friendship, man. Tell us all this time, buddy. <laughs> seen a lot of movies. Seen a lot years. of movies together. <laughs> uh, but had we all had we all seen this before, James? Had you seen? Yeah, it? I've seen it before. Yeah. Uh, well, John, you picked it. Why? why? I picked it because I just wanted something. I wanted. I don't know. I want something fun. Yeah. I want something that's a, like a little lighthearted and uh, a little goofy that I knew. I, I didn't know for sure I was going to like like as much as I did, but something that I <laughs> I kind of cheated a bit and was like, I think I'm going to like this movie again. I think it's going to hold up and it's not going to be a drag to watch. So that's why I picked it. Well, I think it fits the bill on those regards. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I'm just like reading. Uh, I was reading like through like Wikipedia and what people said, right? Like how people compare it to kind of like a like a Bugs Bunny, like yeah, yeah there's a strong Mary Melodies yeah. vibe going on. Um, and then how like Bill Murray, he 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 says, "quote uh, the supreme achievement of the modern age in terms of comedy." Like <laughs> yeah. there's some pretty high praise for this movie out there. It's a funny fucking movie. Yeah, and I I kind of forgot about Stephen Chow. To be honest, yeah. Well, because he seemed like he was kind of on the precipice of becoming kind of a big deal, uh, even here in the West. Like he had those two movies, this and Shaolin Soccer was the only one, I, yeah. other one of his that I've seen, and they were both really fun movies and just very crowd pleasing type movies. So, like, yeah, this is a this is a kung fu movie, but obviously, it's taken to this like whole new extreme level of wackiness that you know we don't normally see. But mm-hmm. he, he kind of fell off after like he, I don't know if he just went back and started making movies in China. Yeah, I see that he's made several other movies, but for some reason those two were like the ones. And maybe we were just in a window where there was like uh, an appetite for uh, for kung fu and martial arts movies. Like we I, remember we got like Tarantino was bringing over a bunch of yeah. movies like Hero and uh, Iron Monkey and stuff like what that. What was the other one? The what was the big? There's the big. Crouching Tiger. Crouching Tiger, of course, yeah, yeah. it's massive. So if if Crouching Tiger kind of took the wireworks like 
wushu style of these kung fu movies um, in a very artful and like elegant direction, then this movie kind of like went, you know, in a very different yeah. like, like slapstick comedy kind of. This kind of way. thumbs its nose at at Crouching Tiger, and it's kind of like okay, you can make that, but there's this whole other yeah we can aspect. Not everything has to be so serious. No, right? I mean, and and it's like we're like. I'd say Jackie Chan movies and stuff like that, where there's just, there's this like silent movie, like comedy bent to it, uh, with a lot of stuff like with the facial expressions and with like the reactions and the way that props are used and stuff like that. Like, I think to say that this is like a, uh, like a Looney Tunes kind of take on, on these movies would yeah. be pretty accurate because it, it takes is, it to the, sure. the next level where you're more into like a, almost like a you know, your past your past like the three stooges like you're into complete <laughs> like cartoon well yeah it's like space jam basically yeah it's like with the <laughs> yeah. with the way that like i don't know what the the landlady the know, landlady yeah. <laughs> like the way that she runs runs down the stairs and yeah yeah, uh, yeah. super fast and always having the cigarette in her mouth Always got the smoke. There's that funny bit where she kisses her husband, but like the smoke is still like she gives him a smooch, but her smoke is still it's like still hanging yeah. out the side of her mouth. <laughs> I just wonder if there was less of the Looney Tunes side and more of the like at the beginning when you are introduced to the the Axe Gang mm-hmm. in the street there, and the guy chops the his leg off. Yeah, yeah. I was looking for the blood and there was nothing. But then there was blood on his face. <laughs> I was looking for the blood. I agree. Yeah. I, I, like, there there should have been some squirts of blood. <laughs> there should have been. Like I, that is lacking in this movie. I totally agree. There should have been more blood. Because I think that, that juxtaposing that like incredible violence. Well, I did think that they were kind of, and I've seen it before, but it had been quite a while. And so I did kind of think they were going to do more of that. Like, because the blood squirting aside that opening is a little more violent than most of the rest of what we see in the movie like they they gun that woman down in the back and stuff yeah um and there's a look at least a little bit of blood in that's in those scenes yeah um, there's a little bit like brother sum is like a scary dude so then i was thinking that that would that kind of level of violence would continue throughout the movie but it doesn't really like the of course there's lots of fighting and violence but it's very cartoony throughout the rest yeah. of the movie i wonder why they kind of pulled back on that i don't know well i think they well it seems like they were going more comedy for sure yeah but you right. could you could have i mean you could have violence both. violence can be funny too, too. oh yeah it can be um i mean geez a large part of the reason people watch like old like splattery horror movies is because it's funny right yeah oh man the exorcist <laughs> which is like <laughs> your mother's sucking dicks in hell man sucking cocks in hell that fucking shit tears me up every time <laughs> Really well, I meant you. more like something like say dead alive like we did on the show. Oh yeah, no, back. yeah, no, yeah. You know, you're right. I went the other way with it. <laughs> well, even like a Tarantino movie, when, right? When he the, can use it to comedic effect. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just it's so much blood. Yeah. Like you go, it gets to a certain point where it's like, yeah, like that's a little excessive, but it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Tickling my funny bone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I do like. I mean all that like the violence level aside or whatever like i do like the way the movie is presented like you you're focused on this one small sort of building like or air, like little yeah. area yeah yeah um and you get all these different 
kooky characters like uh that are all pretty funny different you know like there's the guy even at the beginning when they open up and the guy's like washing his hair and then the water runs out and yeah, he's and like were they standing around with his boxers like hanging off his yeah. ass were they trying to insinuate like was it was that a maybe i missed it here was that a big gay joke on that guy though I don't think on that guy it was the other guy that they kept calling a fairy and yeah, stuff. Yeah, the, oh. the tailor. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, tailor I who puts the metal rings on his arms. I didn't quite understand the whole thing where like the guy has his butt hanging out. It's I just like he was having a shower and then I he get just it, didn't bother like, pulling his shorts up. But he, they're only. It just doesn't make sense the way the shorts are pulled down. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, we thought were, really, I thought really his really dick was it. out. But like it, they look like they're pulled up in the fr- in the front. Well, yeah. so there's a shot, yeah, well, where where the shower stops and his pants are pulled down. Yeah, he had pulled them down. Yeah. But so then they show a front shot of him and his pants are pulled up. Exactly, that's what mm. I'm talking about. And it doesn't really. Yeah, I wasn't too concerned really, with that detail. Really, no, no, no. I'm I, saying this really I took, it took me out of the scene though. <laughs> John like, like, apparently so. Whoa, what? I ha- thought someone uh, was gonna hang dong. Oh, so you were anticipating that? Yeah. I was like, all right, let's see this guy's, uh, see what he's working with. <laughs> uh, and I didn't get to see that. Hmm. Uh, let's start with uh, what the movie's about. So we start off with, uh, we got the Axe Gang. We're introduced to them. They they kill a rival gang leader. Uh, and uh, bro, was it Brother Sum kills, I guess he doesn't kill his sister. I thought at the time it was his sister that he kills. Oh, in the opening scene there? Yeah, because she says, thank you, brother. Yeah, she just, yeah. But then his name is Brother Son. Anyway, so he he kills this rival. So the Axe Gang is this notorious gang. Uh, And then we are introduced to Stephen Child's Sing. Yeah, and his buddy. And his buddy. Is it Bone? Yeah, Bone. That's his buddy's name. And uh, they're like these hustlers. There's these fucking loser criminals. Yeah, and they pose as members of the uh, yeah. of the axe gangs in order to try to get free stuff out of these small town. And folks. they try they try to do this, but it brings the ire of the uh, a- actual axe gang down on this really this one part of town, this slum that no one that that, that the axe gang leaves alone because yeah, they so don't poor. bother with them. Yeah. But this brings like the attention of the axe gang to this area, and it's revealed that. Um, there's some guys in this area that maybe are not what they appear to be. They're turns out they're like legendary yeah, three, three separate uh, townsfolk or whatever. Yeah, or like, tur- turn out all to warriors. Be warriors, yeah. yeah. Uh, different styles. There's, I don't know what. They yeah, are. I don't know what the names of their styles are, but they. The but there's. Three, it the, reminds me of uh, that other movie we've watched. What was it Six Deadly Venom? Six Deadly Venom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, very much so. Very much like seven, that. seven, deadly seven, yeah. seven, oh, three. <laughs> Three, two. Uh, I think you're right. Seven. Cu- couple of venoms. Uh, the venom movie. The no, Ven- it's, it's five. It's five deadly venoms. Oh, I was close. So I was close to the. We best were all. We were all wrong. Fuck, we're bad at this. <laughs> you can edit this, right? Make us sound good. No. Hey, so no it kind of reminds me of this movie, Five Deadly Venoms. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Oh, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it does. It, it's these these different guys. They show up. So there's the tailor. Who like fights with these like rings and he yeah he's got the rings on his arms and um, then uh, the the guy that makes the noodles yeah yeah he fights with a bow with like staffs yeah he can control he can control them 
And then what do you, what would you, how would you describe the third guy? I think he's really strong, isn't he? Is that? Yeah, because they don't really set him up like they do. Like you see the noodle guy and you see the So you see him put like three bags of yeah, he's grain carrying or right, rice. Right. He's carrying rice on yeah. his back. And then he then he like there's one left on the ground yeah, and he, and he uses, flicks it up with his foot. Right. Um so they fight these guys off and the axe gang's gone, which is a really cool fight scene. Yeah. It's, it's a really, yeah. it's pretty, it's really fun. Uh, it, it's just like, I think that you, at this point, maybe you, you kind of have an idea of what you're in for with the landlady and yeah. she's like, well, this was, this movie also was using CG in a way that Kung Fu movies didn't really ever do that before. No, and this right. CG doesn't actually bother me in this movie. I mean, I don't think it holds up very well, but because the movie is the type of exactly. movie it is, it's fine. Like, because it's such a comic movie, like, and everything is played yeah, more so for there's, laughs. Than there's lots of CG and wire work. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if they use actual wire works because... Well, it looks, it looks like they do. It's quite. It's totally possible. I'm just not sure if they just do everything with CG or if they are doing a mix of, right. of the two. Now that axe gang, like, haven't we seen that in another movie? That's kind of like the. Isn't it? Well, there's like the crazy '88 yeah, and Kill right. Bill. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think. Isn't I there like, like in um, Police Story? There's like an axe gang or something. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I definitely feel you're right. Like we've seen an axe gang in something else. Uh, but I'd be damned if I remember what it is right now. You could have been Police Story. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it was Police Story. Shit. Um, and they might have even called themselves the Axe Gang and that. Maybe it's like a maybe it's like a trope or something that shows up in different martial arts movies. All right, so the Axe Gang is a reference to a gang founded in 1921 but is currently used for show in cinema. Uh, it has appeared in a few Hong Kong martial arts films. The fictional version of the Axe Gang is based on the real life Axe Gang in Shanghai okay. around Japanese occupation stuff. with a leader named Wang Yaqua. Uh, background the Axe Gang has control over Shanghai, yada yada yada. Its films include uh, Box from Shanghai, Queen Boxer, Project A Part 2, oh, Project A. Drunken Master 2. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, yeah. A Chinese That's Odyssey, Fist of Fury, Hero, Shanghai Affair, Kung Fu Hustle. Marrying the Mafia to Ip Man and Snowpiercer. Yeah, it must have been. Uh, oh yeah, and Snowpiercer. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, I huh. I just read it. Yeah, you just said that. Yeah, I just right. read it. Yeah, I, I know. It. But I was already thinking of how the movie that we must be remembering is Legend of Drunken Master. Yeah, or Drunken Master Two because that we did that not that long ago. Right. I mean, I not only the, the Axe Gang, but I love their disco dance they do oh i <laughs> fucking yeah. like love that it's so awesome that was that was amazing yeah that uh, that number <laughs> all dressed up in their suits i wish we could just put that on everybody's iphone or phone whatever they're watching right now and oh like, that's going on instagram for sure <laughs> yeah i mean uh, they've really casted this thing well because everyone does such a good job of playing their part like the guy the leader of the axe gang is perfect yeah the landlady and her husband are great like, oh yeah so we were talking about how there's these three warriors but it turns out the landlady and the landlord are also both masters yeah that we don't learn that till a little bit later but um, she can breathe uh she can control her breath and like use her yeah the lion scream or whatever they call it. Ryan scream. Uh, and he, what can he do? 
he oh he can he does like a weird like lazy style of well, it's fighting almost like a drunken yeah, sleeping yeah drunken yeah. Yeah, sleeping yeah like it's like he's drunk or he's sleeping like but a, a fi- style of fighting which I, I think is really cool and fun I forgot there's also like some funny shit with him at the very beginning of the movie too. And yeah, where he, he's like he walking get, around. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he gets knocked out of that window and the pot is like on the back of his head. Yeah. And he just stays laying there <laughs> like when the axe gang shows up. Um, but this is before we know that those that they can kick ass as well. Because after they the, the three warriors like beat defeat the axe gang and save the, I don't know, you want to call it town or, or building a, or whatever. The, it's like the It's like a complex. Board. Yeah. Um then the landlady is still going to kick them out because they're late on their rent. But I don't. Th- so I think that that that's not. I think that's that that's part of the fun of her character. Like it's supposed to be that she is putting on this persona of like well, we're going to kick you out. You're late on your rent. But I I get the feeling that she says this every day. Yeah, to through, everyone. To everyone all the time, and it's just a it's just a facade that she puts up. Yeah, Where, but but she was really kicking them out. I don't no. think they she, all they were all moving out. They I were think all she, getting their stuff and leaving. Yeah, I think she actually is that way. Oh, so I didn't I didn't think so. Where he, on the other hand, is like, yeah, I'll talk to the landlady about lowering your rent and yeah, he's like the conciliatory. Okay, one. well maybe the, I thought there was this give and take where it was like they were all stuck in this cycle, like they were all like living their lives and they all like kind of just had this thing that was just like going and it was like every day was kind of the same these there was these people all hidden there and everybody was just like kind of going along with it and that then now this like brings it all out well and she didn't want any troubles like she wanted to get rid of the three guys cuz she just doesn't want any what happened she did she lose her kid yeah so her yeah their son died in a fight and so they decided they wouldn't use their fighting skills anymore and they would just kind yeah. of pose as these regular regular people that are running this building right um but yeah i think she really did kick them out because they were all packed up and they were all going to leave town yeah and then meanwhile the axe gang has hired these musician assassins oh, for some yeah, reason, which are pretty awesome i yeah, thought that the reason that might they were be my leaving, favorite part for some reason i thought the reason they were leaving was because they, they were worried the axe gang was going to come back no she kicked she, I, she told I, them to get out i'm just misremembering <laughs> it um yeah, but we didn't really talk about the fight scene and like how they all work together. And is there anything to really talk about? I guess. I mean, no. I mean, other than it's really fun stuff, and you should watch it. I mean, uh, it's not like it's one of those things, right? Where we've talked about martial arts movies yeah. before. It's hard to like pinpoint all the different things. I do want to talk about those two assassins. Yeah. Though. So the yes, Axe yes. King hires the two assassins, and those guys are awesome. Well, we. The, at the same time this is happening like the supposed to be the main character i mean he comes back but sing yeah we haven't actually talked about sing sing is like this like loser grifter <laughs> who like you know he was poor and he got taken by this like this guy when he was a kid he bought like a a, a book it was like on, a pamphlet on, on how Buddhism. to how to do a the Buddhist kung, palm he, kung fu. He technique. pays ten dollars when really it costs twenty cents, and these kids beat him up and they piss all over him because <laughs> yeah. he tries to save this this mute girl. Yeah, they're little taking mute girl, her, uh, lollipop. her lollipop. Yeah, and anyway, he runs into her, but he doesn't acknowledge that it's her, or maybe he doesn't. I don't remember. think he recognizes her at first when they steal the ice cream cones. Yeah, and uh, he sees these he kind of has this run in with these two guys, these two musicians that you think could just be nothing. Right. Cause they say, like, oh, they're like making fun of them for carrying a coffin around. They think it's yeah. a coffin. 
And then it turns out these guys are actually hired assassins by the Axe Gang to go kill. Yeah, and him and his bumbling friend, they, they want to join the Axe Gang so bad. And he explains, like, that experience when he was a child soured him on trying to be good. And, like, now he just wants to try to be a bad guy. Right. Because you, otherwise you're just taking advantage of oh, him in yeah. life or whatever. But before before we f- see these guys, there's um, he's in this this metal container almost like a like a that holds water or something yeah it's where the traffic light where the traffic light is yeah. and he's in this thing and he he's beat up he's like pretty injured he got bit by, he got all the he got stabbed yeah. with all the knives and then he oh, got yeah. the yeah. snakes bit, bit snake. him on the lips yeah that was really funny <laughs> when he, he kept trying to throw knives to yeah, assassinate they, they like somebody. Hit himself. Because the axe king gave him an alternative. Then and his he has buddy, to kill somebody. Then his buddy stabs him. I mean, all that stuff is like, it's goofy, but it I don't know. It, it works. really works. It well, works Stephen Chow is great. Yeah. Like, he's really funny. I mean, there is definitely a Three Stooges element to that stuff, too. Um, but you get this like sense that like there he is different because he like starts punching the metal walls. Yeah. And all of a sudden he comes out and he's completely healed. Yeah, and his yeah his buddy brings that up about how he heals really quickly all the time. But he doesn't really think about it. Yeah, no, <laughs> at all. He's just like, oh yeah, huh? He's like, oh, that is weird. I think yeah. you're you're like, he's a real dummy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, all that stuff with those two is pretty gold. Like, yeah, it's. I kind of want to watch it again right now, just for the scene where he's throwing the knives. Yeah, the knives scene is hilarious. The knives scene's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, so anyway, these uh these assassins are pretty fucking cool. Yeah, these musician guys are. This, this part it might be my favorite part. This whole sequence with them, where they come to kill the three warriors. Uh, they kill the first guy, the strong guy, really easily. Really easily, yeah. Because he's think, not like ready for them. Yeah, and I think it's also because he has no power. I'm guessing, like he seems like the strongest, right? Because he's the strongest. But I, I don't know if there's like something more subtle about it, mm-hmm. where they kill him kind of easily because he has he doesn't he doesn't almost have like a what's the word mystical. Maybe it's like because he was the youngest of the three too. Yeah, least experienced. So maybe he's just yeah, least experienced. Yeah, but the, maybe he's just not ready because they do this weird thing where they are playing this. I don't know what you call it, but it's a stringed instrument, a long string instrument that they lay down, almost like a steel guitar, and they flick their fingers across it and like throw and they throw all things. kinds of knives and like even at one point when they're fighting with the other two guys, they like flick and it's like a cloud is shooting towards them and then like these like zombie. Chinese warrior guys are like yeah. in the so it's like they have like magical mystical abilities right yeah and these two guys kill the three guys the two assassins kill do they kill the other two guys no they just fuck them up I thought they all died no because this is when the landlady and her husband reveal themselves and they save yeah, them they save them yeah. uh, I don't think they do are you sure? I know they 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 they, they, up, they defeat the assassins. Yeah, yes. but I think the other two guys succumb to their. They, oh, they later after. succumb to their they, wounds. Yeah, That's they right. succumb to their yeah. wounds after um, the fight's by over. By the way, who talks like that? They <laughs> succumb to their wounds. <laughs> Fuck. Fucking cap. Yeah. Uh, hey guys, <laughs> I am a youth. You fucking narc. I like, <laughs> I like music. I like popular band. Um. Hey, hey there, fellow. T- That's fellow, it. Fellow hey kids. there, fellow kids. Thirty Rock, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. That's I mean, that part is really fucking awesome. I love the part when uh, they they break the instrument. The instrument gets broken. Yeah. But then they end up like 
coming together because only one guy is using the instrument. At first, At but then first. the second one sits down with him and they start like really going to town. But I like how they restring it. Yeah, yeah. It just looks really cool. And then they both play at the same time and it's just like this like torrent of like sound and like arrows and uh, these zombie. And the dude with the staff is like batting aside all these swords. There's like so many swords and stuff. Yeah, that was just, it, it was such a cool concept and they really pull it off well, I thought. And then the landlady uses, we see her use her lion roar or lion voice or whatever for the first time. And she's like, she shatters their instrument apart, right? Yeah. Well, you get a little hint of it earlier in the movie. Right. When she's just yelling at the... When she's just yelling at everyone. Yeah. <laughs> she's great. She's so good. She's so good. Yeah. So anyway, they they find out that there's like only one person that's more power, powerful than them. And then the next thing you know, the Axe Gang is breaking this fucking old man out of jail. Well, they get... They get Sing to do it because they saw his pickpocket oh, yeah, pick skills. Pocket. So, like, you know, guys like that are useful. We'll keep him around. Right. And they're just using him to do, you know, things they need done like this. So, like, yeah. they bring him to the prison and they're like, you got to go in and pick this guy's lock and get him out. And he's like the number, what do they, they call him in the movie? Like the number one killer or something? Yeah. <laughs> number one assassin or something. Yeah. Uh, and he just looks like this, like, innocuous old man with his, like, flip flops and shorts. And, yeah. Like, he doesn't look like a crazy killer at all. But no. Then, he's pretty fantastic. He's a great character. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> and then they're, like, trying to hurt him, and it's just like, they, oh, yeah, when they, when they bring him there to interview him about hiring him to kill, you know, the two, the landlady and her husband at the building, he's just, like, takes one of the guns out of the guy's hand and, like, Shoots it at himself, like from almost point blank range, yeah, and then catches it between two fingers. Two fingers. <laughs> it's like you know, it's like the logical end point of like you've, we've seen all these wireworks movies leading up to this beforehand, um, that really exaggerated like the physics of what would happen in a kung yeah. fu situation, and this just takes it to its like extreme, you know, just crazy exaggerated ends that yeah. I think is really fun to see. I think it's fun. Uh, it's pretty creative. It's something totally refreshing. And even now watching it, I was like, oh yeah, Kung Fu Hustle is a relatively new movie. I watched it not that long ago. It's 16 fucking years old. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but it still feels refreshing to watch now. Like it's just light and fun. And I, I, I think it really holds up well. Yeah, I think it could come out today. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I think. Why you, didn't they do a sequel? They should have done a sequel. They apparently are. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm, I'm on board. It's supposed to come out this year, but I don't know if it actually is. Uh, yeah, so pretty much this uh, this assassin that they get, all he wants to do, and we've seen this character in a bunch of other movies, all he wants to do is have a, a proper challenger. Yeah. He either wants to... He's killed everyone he's come he, up against. He really wants to die. Like He either wants to, to kill them or be killed or by Or be them. killed, because that's the only way he can be happy, is yeah. either... I don't think being happy... He, he's happy while in combat... But he really just wants someone to kill him, I think. That's because yeah. he wants because that's the greatest pleasure for him is, is going to be to see someone greater than greater him, than him, yeah. Right? Because he's done everything else he can do. So and it turns out, lo and behold, who's the greatest challenger, Dustin? <laughs> well, we don't we're not we don't get to that quite right away. First, the, the husband and wife come and have a big battle with him. Yeah, they show up at the axe gangs like casino or clubhouse or whatever you want to call it yeah because they're they're going to try to take out the axe gang and then that guy's there and, he, and they get in a huge battle with him but this is when we start to see sing change sides because up to this point he still thinks he's 
in the Axe Gang now because he picked locks for them or whatever. Right. So at what point does he get so injured and basically oh, because, like die? Because they're like when the husband and the wife have got the killer guy all wrapped up and they're like all in a hold like a three-way wrestling oh hold. yeah right and they're like and the axe gang guys are both scared to hit him yeah uh, hit the husband and wife so they're like hit hit him with his piece of wood or whatever and but instead he hits the the killer guy <laughs> right who gets really mad at him so he throws them off and then he like <laughs> throws him down to the ground and just starts pounding his head into the ground right until you can't see his head anymore yeah and he just keeps punching and then he just like takes the piece of wood and does like a little like tap on his face <laughs> that was hilarious yeah. when he reaches out of the hole yeah, and just, just like, taps him on the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he so should good. be dead because he should be dead. He's been like pummeled into oblivion, but um, but of course he's got this healing ability that they talked about earlier. Yeah. So then he gets like cocooned, and then yeah, the husband and wife, the landlady and her husband, take off with him, and they wrap him up in bandages and stuff. And like I think they're supposed to put like acupuncture needles in him, right? Or whatever. And uh, and they're like, he shouldn't be healing he, this fast. Yeah. How can he? How can he recover so quickly? Um, and it's like, we find out that like the, the killer guy beating the crap out of him has like unlocked the, the chi, the flow of the chi that now will allow him to be this chosen like Kung Fu master God, basically that the, that the homeless guy who sold him the pamphlet. Right. Told him that he was. Because you could tell by his bone structure. (laughs) Tell him by his bone structure that he was going to be a Kung Fu master. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean all these scenes are just just it's a really fun movie like there's no oh, it's totally fun. there's not a lot of downtime it's just goofy jokes or fun ridiculous over-the-top fights happening yeah i think that i mean i think i agree with james it would have been i wish they had it leaned a little bit more into like the actual violence like yeah, if you're gonna I mean, have they somebody, definitely chose to go this this Mary Melody's route. If you're going to have somebody get their leg cut off and then show a person with blood on them, like just then just splatter the blood everywhere. Was it to make it like PG? Maybe. I don't know. When I, 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 I watched it on Netflix and it said it was rated R. Oh, it's 14A. Uh, Canada is way more slack. True. So in the States, it's probably rated R. But, yeah. I mean, it's also, there's no sex or swearing in it, so it's probably fucking PG. But like when they're trying to beat up the killer guy, like and the landlady and her husband, they like kick on either side of his head, and like like his yes. face gets smushed in, but yeah. then it just you know goes back to normal and stuff. Or um, the top assassin kills the leader of the axe gang and like spins his head around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really abrupt. Yeah, but everything's over the top. Like oh, that. everything's over the top. There's, there's a scene earlier too where the landlady is chasing Sing out of town. <laughs> and they're running like the fucking road runner like yeah. down the street. Yeah. Uh it's just I don't know. It's, it's just goofy. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> but I mean, if you want to is there more we want to talk about or do we want to just like get to I mean, I do like at the end, so after the fight and he does like the uh the Buddha palm, the palm yeah, right? Technique. And then right at the end, the top assassin is like uh can you teach me? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Or he said, or he says, like I'll teach you, and then he like falls to his knees and he's like, "Oh, master!" Yeah, he calls him master. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> he does that little flower thing where he spins that 
he had because the the killer guy had that weird um, flower poisonous needle thing that he had used. Right. He pulls the needle. And he just kind of like spins it away and it floats away like an actual flower. <laughs> yeah. Um, all that stuff's fun though. Like once he comes out and he's like now he is the full fledged like kung fu master and he starts beating up the entire axe gang and yeah. then. Uh, but yeah, the palm part is so fun when he comes down and yeah. it's just like he flies up into the sky. He gets kicked up into the sky. Yeah. Then jumps off the back of a falcon, I think it said it was, <laughs> so that he can get even higher. <laughs> then comes down in a huge dive. And you get the big, huge palm, palm print in the ground. And then he does it again, like, like through the, the building. Through the building and stuff. That's just, it's just taking, like, it's almost like anime, right? Like something you'd see in anime yeah. where people have these mystical powers that are, t- are connected to the to the kung fu and stuff. And it's... I, just really fun. I do also like how they reference all these different schools. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, yeah, because he does like the frog, uh, the toad thing or whatever. Yeah. They're like, oh, that's from the school of this or that's the something technique. So it's right, kind of like, cool. As if it's a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you like the toad guy, John, when he starts doing toad style? Uh, yeah. I like I. It's super. It's just so weird. Yeah, it's out there. Like it's just it's and it's it just it's taking all the like like you were saying like all the different styles and stuff like that, but it's it's making a joke about like all those different kinds like right. These are traditional style. things we've seen in all these yeah, different other martial arts movies. It's 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 I don't know, it's threading the needle between like paying homage to them, yeah, and poking fun at them, right? Realizing which, that there's something funny about it too, which is like such a hard thing probably like i'm imagining to do yeah in these in this thing and it, it it i mean based on the box office and like it's critical reception and stuff like that it obviously manages to do like so i mean you gotta give the guy credit like he, yeah for sure he really made his like his best movie probably yeah i mean it's it's a pretty creative thing like that takes something that we all are familiar with and manage to put a new twist on it and do something like uh, original with it, you know? Like Yeah, and I mean obviously no one else could make a movie like no one from outside of that that country, that style of filmmaking could could come in and do something like this. I mean, have you seen Kung Pao? <laughs> Did you remember that movie? The I do dude? remember that movie. <laughs> I don't. I remember I never saw the it. poster. Does he punch a but cow I don't in that remember. movie? I think he does punch a cow. I don't you know, I don't really remember that movie. I've never seen it. I did see it. Um, you would see it. Yes, I would. <laughs> would you? It's in. It's in the. Uh, uh, what's the fucking movie that we watched with Phil Kilmer? Top Secret. It's in the Top <laughs> Secret. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a, it is kind of going for that sort of humor. Yeah. Does it pull it off as well as Top Secret? Not it. Probably no, not even about close. It perfectly the same. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, I remember when Top Secret was like. The Not greatest, the best movie the greatest film ever watched. made. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, oh, just hundred years changed old. Your maybe. story on it. <laughs> um, what was the deal with the Kung Pao though? Oh, enter yeah, Kung Pao, enter the fist. Steve Odenkirk. Whatever happened to that guy? Bob Odenkirk's brother. Yeah, <laughs> it's not spelled the same, but sure. <laughs> Bob Odenkirk's o- cousin. Odenkirk. Uh, I don't know, and I. You know what? You're I'm, not. I'm you're, not, not worried, you're not worried about I'm it. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> you know, I mean, wherever he ended up, I'm sure it's uh, it's where he belongs. <laughs> right. Um, Living on his mom's couch. 
I gotta look him up now. He's a he's a writer. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, he starred in so it, like wrote it, and directed it. Bruce Almighty. Barnyard. He wrote Bruce Almighty. Oh, well, there you go. He's you guys rich. Ace Ventura. He, he wrote, wrote Ace, Ace Ventura? Ventura. Well, he has a credit <laughs> on it, so I don't know. Holy shit! Well, well now, look at, now he, we, we, he has we've a been credit. Giving this guy shit, and it turns out well. He is yeah, a god written, among written men. by. Well, it turns he out this wrote, guy's a goddamn fucking genius. <laughs> um, that movie fucking slaps, guys. <laughs> the kung, the kung power. No, Ace Ventura. Ventura. <laughs> yeah, he's maybe, still maybe, working. Maybe, maybe we should do Kung Pao next. What the <laughs> fuck is a Thumb Wars? I couldn't. Well, apparently it's Thumb Wars IX. Is that eleven oh. or nine? I remember this shit. Oh, he directed the second Ace Ventura movie. Oh, that was... And he directed Nothing to Lose with Tim Robbins and uh, Martin Lawrence. You remember that movie? I do remember that movie. Yeah, these with... thumb movies I like oh, a thing I for a while. Thumb things, yeah. I like that movie. He wrote Cowboys and Aliens. I don't like that movie. Nutty Professor. But I do like... Patch no- Adams. Patch Adams. I like Jimmy Nothing to Neutron. Lose. Yeah, Nothing to Lose I remember like... Who the fuck is this me. guy? Well, he wrote... <laughs> He was a writer on In Living Color. Okay, so we're finding shit out here. Uh, not about the movie we're talking about, but, you know, interesting sh- yeah. shit well, nonetheless. Bat Thumb? What's this Yeah, he did a whole thing with thing thumbs. With I thumbs. remember that now. Yeah. This guy needs to calm down. The Blair Thumb. <laughs> He's got a thumb fetish. <laughs> well, it looks like we're going to have to watch this Kung Pao movie now, guys. Probably. <laughs> At some point. It's a 2002 action comedy. Well, I mean, this came out in January, which is dumping ground. It was then. Yeah. Uh, so the end of this movie, after he becomes such a badass master, he just kind of goes and works in his buddy's candy shop. They open the, they open the lollipop store, him and his criminal friend. Yeah. And the girl comes and he gives her a... I totally don't remember this. Yeah, he goes to the very end of the movie. They open yeah. up a they open up a candy store, right? Like Willy Wonka style, and uh, well, opening of Willy Wonka. And then the girl with the ice cream cart, she comes she, and sees it, and then he comes out, and they he, smile at each other, and he gives yeah. her a big old lolly. And then it's kind of cute, like it shows them as little kids again, and they run right. into the store. I must have um, thought the movie was over. You just turned it off early? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, I love that part with it where he calls him master. Yeah. That's the that's end. That's it. That to me was the end. <laughs> turned so. it off. Okay. Um, it's a sweet little ending. I mean, it's it's cute. I, yeah. I think it, it's also a little nod to the idea that like there's these people just like in this, this slum that are like incredibly powerful. They're living in, but they're just living these simple lives. Yeah. Like, yeah. So he's not like... Now he's some exalted god warrior. He's just like, okay, I did that thing, and now we run. We work yeah. at the candy shop, which shop. is kind of like not like. Well, it's like Ip Man too, though. Like it's like like a lot of those these like Chinese. It's like Ip Man too, specifically. <laughs> Ip Man as well, <laughs> um, which is I think the title of Ip Man three actually. Um, but uh, yeah, he like he's just like he's like living a normal life. Yeah. That's that's kind of cool, actually. It is, it's I don't know. It is kind of cool. Well, it's also because it's like in North American films, like you know, right. like your diehards and your now whatnot. He'd be Neo and yeah, like, he's going out to like fight for the rest of his life. Like he's and whereas this is like no, that's not what life is about. Like 
his life isn't just because he's he has this thing doesn't mean that his life has been now turned into like a future of just violence like it's right. he, he he's not going around just beating people up it's yeah yeah so um yeah well maybe we should do, down the road we'll have to do shaolin soccer because i remember oh. that movie being really fun as well i thought we were going to do kung pao <laughs> well sure we can do kung pao too oh uh, can i oh get, this just reminded me of something guys what's that earlier in the podcast we do a little thing called what we watched right mm-hmm. now there's been a movie that's been on my mind for a while and i haven't watched it but I, did i just did i say this last week but I did watch clips of it on YouTube this week. It's a little movie called Freddy Got Fingered. <laughs> oh. And I'm going to tell you this. I laughed my fucking ass off. Did you get a LeBaron Freddy? <laughs> it's, that, is, that scene is so fucking funny. I love that movie. The daddy, would you like some sausages part? <laughs> Funnier than I remembered <laughs> tenfold. I got to watch that again. I saw that in the theater for yeah, so I'm going to have to watch it now. <laughs> the scene when he finds a dead deer... Oh, I don't remember that. He finds a dead deer on the road and it's like, become your, like, wear the mask of your character or something like that. And he cuts open this deer in the middle of the road and then starts wearing it and then running around. <laughs> and he's running around with this dead deer carcass on him and then gets hit by a semi truck. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, this movie fucking rules. I remember loving it. It, is uh, it was so like f- it was like so hated by everybody. It is so funny, and maybe it's just <laughs> those three scenes. But the the I knew I was gonna like the daddy. Would you like some sausage scene? Yeah, that was it, that was in the trailer. And it is like it is funnier than I remember. But the scene when the LeBaron scene, yeah, the, the LeBaron, LeBaron scene <laughs> was I think might have been even funnier. His delivery yeah. is just oh god. Anyway, anyway, we uh, we should uh, we should rate. Kung Fu Hustle. All right. Uh, it's my movie. Uh, I'm going to give ov- uh, my reactions a seven overall as a 7.2. I really like this movie. I think everyone should watch it. Uh, it holds up. And I have the exact same score as you. Seven. My reactions a seven and my score is a 7.2. And my reactions a seven overall seven. So, so this. We're, we're all very close. Puts us, uh, that may be the closest we've ever been. But this puts us in a. Uh, interesting point or thing we we have a tie we have 36 37 tie so overall 7.1 yeah with uh die hard with a vengeance and fist of legend oh wow so i'm gonna go first it was my pick i'm gonna give it a head of die hard with a vengeance the third one the the uh with samuel l jackson yeah i like this movie more i think it's it's more accessible it's funner it holds up better uh it's more original what do you think, James? Mm, I do really like this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Ah, yeah. Well, there is that scene where they have to do the math problem. Yeah. Don't forget. Hold on. Before you vote, <laughs> James, before you vote, yeah. don't forget you get that scene where Bruce Willis surfs on top of a dump truck in Die Hard with a Vengeance. <laughs> this yeah. is true. Well, I mean, and to Dustin, I mean, Die with a Vengeance, you love this movie. They do say the N-word in this movie, and I know you're, how much you like that word. Right. <laughs> uh, this is my new part of the podcast where oh, I Jesus. try to make Dustin a racist. Um, I would say this movie should go ahead. So it should be a new 36. Well, there you go. Uh, 
you know, this would have been a tough one for me because I do have a lot of love for Die Hard with a Vengeance, but I think I agree with you guys. This is just, like you said, John, super accessible. Like, anyone can watch this and have a good time. Oh, yeah. Like, I can show this to my kids. Except for maybe, like, a racist. But other than that. (laughs) Somebody (laughs) specifically who does not like uh, Asian people. Well, I think those people that just will not watch a movie that they have to read. Right. There's subtitles. Yeah. Right. You can enjoy the funny thing about this movie, though, is that I think you can enjoy this movie without subtitles. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't yeah. even necessarily have to know <laughs> the story to, to it's, enjoy some it's of it. It's just fun. It's just a fun movie. Uh, I think that all of the elements work. All of the the Looney Tunesification mm-hmm. of it all work. Uh, it holds up really well. Even somehow the use of CG holds up really well. Um, yeah, I don't... I, I mean, I would dispute that a little bit. I think the CG is like... Is pretty bad now. It's, it is really but bad, but because for, the movie is so cartoony, it's not really. It doesn't ruin the movie. And that's what I'm trying to say is that for the CG for this movie holds up for this movie, yeah, because of what this movie is trying to be. Whereas I think that this movie would take itself more seriously, right? So if it went the more violent route, like you guys are saying, it wouldn't. Yeah, that's wouldn't a good point. Work. Yeah, that, I don't think it would necessarily work. I that, think it went that way so that it could stay within. But I, I actually think this movie could have new life and be re-released if they dubbed it because I think it would fit with the style and the comedy and the goofiness that you could dub it. And I think people would go see it. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's really fun. I would, would, do they really do this? I don't think they really do this in movies. Like I know they do remastered versions of stuff, but I would kind of like to see like a version of this film that's remastered, but like the the VFX are redone. <laughs> yeah, like and like to brought up to like up to brought like up to snuff snuff. Yeah, like well, that'd I mean, be kind if of they a do f- a sequel, I mean, I'm sure the stuff yeah. will look a lot better in the sequel. So it'll be interesting to see if that actually comes out soon. Yeah. Uh, so what are we doing next week, Dustin? Next week, uh, long time, well, friend of the show and uh, listener, avid listener of the show, Wes is going to be on, and he's chosen to do Pacific Rim. So we'll have a special guest, oh. and we'll talk about Guillermo del Toro's Pacific giant Rim? robots versus giant kaiju monsters movie. Right. If it's anything like uh, Battleship, I'm I'm good. <laughs> You're stoked? <laughs> You've seen this movie, James. <laughs> You're right. Hype. There's two of them, isn't there? Yeah. There's two. Uh, I think I've only, I think I've seen the first one. We watched the first yeah. one in Hawaii. Oh, okay. Oh, now you're going to watch it again. <laughs> uh, wait, wait. Pacific well, Rim. Be- before we go, how? <laughs> because. Because. Hawaii. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Please check us out on Instagram. On Instagram. And, <laughs> and on uh, Instagram. As well as on Instagram. And, and Letterboxd. Uh, and Letterboxd. Yeah, Letterboxd. What's our Letterboxd? Action Action Podcast. Yeah. And we'll see you next week.